Welcome to Jays from Home. Uh, that's what this podcast is called, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, usually. Um, and and uh, the podcast is uh, coincidentally on Twitter at Jays from Home. So it matters. That's good that we kind of synergized that information. Um, my name is Matt, and this is Steve over on the other end. That's me. If you are a regular regular listener. That's hard to say. Uh, to the podcast, uh, you might notice today it sounds a little different. I was telling Steve that I'm trying something new today. I am uh, uh, just recording on my iPhone instead of my gigantic uh, microphone and and uh, laptop. So we'll see how it how it works out today. Tell, give us your thoughts. Drop us a line on on, on Twitter and, and tell us your thoughts. And That's and I probably sound the same because I'm recording the same way. I use my microphone because yes. yeah. I put this all into. Uh, my audio editing program and uh, and take care of it that way. Um, well, why don't we just dive right into things? Uh, we can go over this week's results. They're pretty good overall. Yeah, um, it, it was a very good week. I think there were only uh, there was only one loss on the week. Uh, it started Tuesday with a um, six to five win over the White Sox, and uh, Alejandro Kirk has had a very um, hot week offensively. He had two home runs in that game. Well, kind of hard to just say uh, a hot week. Like he's been fairly steady uh, throughout the year, hasn't he? Well, yeah. To start the year, though, he had only just a lot of like he he was hitting a lot, but there there weren't any extra base hits. So uh, he started his, his his the extra bases have started to come for him now. Oh, okay, that's that's uh, that's good then. Um, and I guess they won. Would this be a series sweep then? They they won against the White Sox. Yeah, they won three against the White Sox. They on Wednesday they won seven to three on Teoscar Hernandez bobblehead night. Um, Teoscar, he didn't, ha- I think he had, had a few hits or something. I'm not sure exactly what he did, but he didn't, he didn't, uh, get any home runs on his own bobblehead night, which is unfortunate, but that's okay. Um, Espinal had a home run, Danny Jansen had a home run, Vladdy had a home run, but the, um, the tough part or the, the, the unfortunate part of this game was that Ryu left the game early with some oh, left yeah. forearm tightness and his velocity was way down. Um, so, um, and then it was, he, he was, they, they did like MRI or whatever. And they re- and Montoya later revealed that Ryu was diagnosed with forearm strain and elbow inflammation. And that can, uh, in some situations lead to, uh, the need for Tommy John surgery. So that's, yeah, we'll kinda... that's, that's not a good sign. And isn't like elbow inflammation in general, like, isn't that like also associated with uh, tennis elbow? So it's like you're, well, you know, not, yeah, not but they're good. not playing tennis here. They're playing baseball. This well, business. no, but I mean, it's it's related to your arm movement, and if you're not using the correct technique, then uh, it can it can damage your elbow. So maybe there's something else going on with Ryu. Yeah, not not too sure about that because I think the game before he also had some forearm forearm tightness that he left the game uh, against the Angels last week. Um, so I think we're looking at at least fi- like. At least fifteen days, like a, a couple of weeks, at least uh, out of the lineup. So um, that's 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 tough luck for the Jays because he was, despite his his injuries and his short uh, outings, he was pitching well. 
Yeah, well, maybe he can come back and, and continue that. So, um, yeah, when I said series sweep, I guess I, I, I uh, because the number of notes that you put in here, I didn't see that there was a third game against the White yes. Sox. I thought it was another one of those two-game series. Uh, so, know. yes, they did win 8-3. to three. That was an afternoon game, I think. Yep, 3 p.m. start. Um, Manoa pitched very, very well in that game. He had not allowed any runs um, up until... Uh, until the seventh inning, uh, and then the, the the White Sox got to him very late. Yeah, so that one was uh, was an interesting one. I started listening to it while I was at work, and and continued on the way home, and then uh, put it on TV when I got home. And it was actually a surprise that it was kind of late, but I guess I realized you know I got home I don't know between four thirty and five, so that's still like uh, almost two hours later. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting one for me because I, I ended up taking a nap and I woke up at the exact right time when I think it was in the eighth and they had bases loaded with no outs. So I, I was able to see uh, one of the big innings there. Big innings. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a, another high high scoring relatively game and Teoscar had a had two a two run home run and his his bat is starting to uh, to come alive as well. Um, so and, and it's only a matter of time like before like. Um, the bats around Vladdy uh, lead to Vladdy's bat truly exploding, and, he, and he's he's starting to to hit quite a bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, Friday was a loss, nine to three. This one, um, there were a lot of home runs in this one. I, I think uh, for the, for the for the Twins, yes, there were. Well, for a little bit, it was <laughs> it was back and forth. I think at the beginning of the game, right? Um, yeah, at the at the very beginning, yeah, and then it kind of the the, the twins made it made it uh, not so close, um, and so that so Toronto is, is uh, I guess they're kicking off Pride Weekend uh, that weekend. So we're seeing lots of lots of uh, rainbows and 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 LGBTQ uh, plus flags around around the stadium, which is nice to see. Um, uh, again, Vladdy hit a home run that game. Springer had a leadoff home run, I believe. Am I yeah, that, correctly? that one I saw. I didn't see yeah. the whole game, uh, but I did see the leadoff home run. So now the score was was nine to three, and uh, last week uh, against the Angels, um, an interesting stat came up um, where it says that the Jays have won three games in a row when the opposition scores ten. So I'm, so I said I think that um, the Jays should have let Minnesota score one more run, score ten runs, and that would have uh, sparked a comeback for them to win their fourth straight game where their tenth their, their opponent scores ten runs. I see. Well, uh, I guess as it stands, that was just their, uh, they, they lost, they were on an eight game win streak before that one, right? So that broke. Yeah, that one snapped it. So now they are on a one game win streak because uh, they won yesterday 12 to three. I did not see this game at all. So I was surprised to see the score at the end of it. Um, Lots of home runs in this game too. I, I sat down and watched the whole thing. Um, Jose, Jose Barrios had, a, had, it was a, a a little iffy starty. He he gave up a, a, a home run, in, I think at least one home run in the in the inning. Um, and but he came, but he he finished strong. He he ended up pitching seven innings, and he recorded a career high thirteen uh, strikeouts against his his former team. Yeah, uh, I wasn't sure about this one because I th- I thought maybe based on how Barrios has kind of been um, up and down a little bit this season, more more down than up. That uh, the the twins might have had a bit of a better chance in this one, so good that he's he he rose to the occasion of of beating his former team. Um, so they only had three runs. So did they score those against Barrios or was it against bullpen? 
Um, I think that was against Barrios, if I'm remembering correctly. All, all three. Well, no, the third run was bullpen. Uh, the first two were Barrios. Um, but Bichette had a had a monster home run in that game. Teoscar uh, with a triple. He had other he had more hits than just the triple, but he, he he's on a nine game hit streak now. Kirk got another home run. Vladdy got another home run. So that, so so like they're really they, they we were we were we were pretty sure last week that the bats were back. I think we're we're yeah. we're a hundred percent sure this. Week. Um. So so yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll go into my home run then because that uh, that's exactly what I said is that I think it's it's uh, it's it, I think we can put a stamp on that and say that the offense has been revived. We weren't sure about that last week. But I think this week kind of cemented that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's at all of the players. Well, now that we have like the quote unquote designed roster uh, with the hitters that are back from injury, um, you know, the, the, they're hitting, they're all hitting well. And then because of that, uh, it's hard to pitch around some players, right? And um, the other part of it is that I saw is that I think even when they take Springer out of the lineup, they still have a pretty solid lineup. Like Espinal leading off has been working out pretty well, but they're not losing a lot of offense by taking Springer out. And I think even though I wasn't really a big fan of Tapia at the beginning of the year, I think he's performing his role now that he's actually like instead of an everyday starter and he's, you know, filling in as an extra outfielder, uh, and well, between him and Zimmer, I guess who's more defensive. There, it's kind of, uh, kind of creating the lineups that that what most fans I think were expecting to see. So yeah, offense revived. That, that to sum it up. Long story short, um, yeah, no, uh, I, I'd rather not see Zimmer in the lineup. He's he, him and him and Biggio are the the two kind of toughest uh, or easiest out, I should say, for the uh, opposition. Um, I guess I'll do my home run since we're, we're going home runs first. My home run, uh, speaking of winning, is are the uh, sweep hats. Um, traditionally, pitchers choose at least the hats or usually the entire uniform combo that they're going to use. The starting pitcher will choose it for the game. And uh, Alec Manoa, for his um, Thursday start against the uh, White Sox, said that, you know, we're wearing the the, the, our sweep hats today, and he's, he's designated the, the white panel front uh, hats for the for the Jays, the sweep hats. Well, that's so, good. Uh, I don't think they've worn those this year yet, the white panel front. Yeah, so so let's hope we see more of those sweep hats come out. I don't think they I, 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 they don't wear them on the road because uh, the, the white clashes with the gray, so they didn't wear them in, in Anaheim. But, uh, yeah, my home run is sweep hats because they had back-to-back uh, sweeps and are in line for at least a series victory uh, barring the outcome of this afternoon's game uh, against Minnesota. Yeah, um, and, uh, and I'll, I'll go... that. I guess leads into my sacrifice as well. So we're, we're kind of doing this backwards this week, but I'll I'll say that in a second, but um, I I guess for, I have a white panel hat, but it's got the old blue Jays logo. So I guess maybe when they're in line for a series sweep, I'll, I'll wear that hat. I'll I'll allow it. I'll count that one as a a sweep hat. Yeah. uh, My sacrifice is that uh, this series against Minnesota could still be a trap series. Uh, I was talking to you earlier in the week before the series that I was thinking, you know, based on the amount of twins players on the COVID restricted list that weren't coming over to Toronto because they weren't vaccinated. uh, And uh, I, I think going into the series, Minnesota had lost seven out of their last 10 games. 
And even though they're still first in the AL Central and they're an above 500 team, which wouldn't normally be a trap series, I think uh, they're they're fielding a less than ideal lineup for their team. Um, and, and the reason I think it's still a trap series is that, uh, you know, I would expect Gosman uh, pitching on the mound that they're going to win this game. So my expectations, uh, I, I told a, a friend of mine who is a Twins fan, I told him uh, they're screwed on Sunday because of Gosman. So uh, I, I, there, I list this as a sacrifice because I'm still pretty confident that, with I think Gosman is Gosman and Manoa I would say one A one B in terms of their best pitchers right now, uh, but I think that with Gosman starting they're going to win, uh, but it's still possible that uh, the Twins could take this one because we're expecting such a uh, uh, I, I would say the the odds for the Blue Jays for winning are quite high. So now, I will say temper ex- expectations, maybe. Well, that, that's fair. And I will say about Gossman, they were saying this on the broadcast, I think even yesterday, is that uh, teams are starting to make the adjustment against Gossman because he had that hard, hot start where he didn't give up any home runs or any walks. Uh, but, you know, like we did see some hard contact on, against him, I think, in the last home game. But, yeah, he is he has been their best pitcher. So it's, it's good to see him up on the mound uh, in the final game. And I was also telling you before that, like, you know, now, based on the past like week and a half or so of results, a, uh, uh, you know, a series loss is 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 the Jays winning two out of three games. So, so in, in a sense, they've already they've already uh, 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 fallen upon this trap. And and, and, and uh, yeah, so if, if they if, if they lose the series, like if the if the Twins actually win Sunday's game, then that's that will be uh, a true a true trap series, and we're 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 in trouble. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, what's your sacrifice then? We'll get to that before. Oh yeah, yeah, strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to mention my sacrifice, which is you know, like this is like you know, I think this is more positive for sure because like I was talking about all the bats. Um, we've seen this month, um, you know, Vladdy has started really to get uh, the extra bases and, and the home runs uh, come are starting starting to happen. Um, and it's been hard because the pitchers aren't throwing them anything uh, that to hit. But I think that um, this past month and ultimately this year, it's going to make Vladdy a, a patient uh, and selective and an and even better hitter, like for his entire career. So, so this this you know adversity will will make him stronger, and he's going to be the ultimate batting machine uh, come the come the end of the year. And we'll, we'll we, you know the numbers are going to be lower than expected from last year because of his, his slow start. But uh, I think that uh, you know there's a monster lurking still. Yeah, um, yes. So I, I think uh, I think good things are are definitely coming. Um, Okay, my strikeout is is quite a simple one. Uh, it's just that I wasn't able to watch as many games this week, uh, including uh, the. I, I was hoping to catch at least one of the Minnesota games, so I guess it's still possible today. But uh, um, yeah, just because of circumstances, I was not able to watch many games this week, and and uh, I'm a little disappointed by that. So that's my strikeout. Not really a Blue Jays specific strikeout, but uh, uh, just a baseball strikeout, I suppose. Sure. Well, you got you, you got to you got to try to make the time sometimes, and it's it's tough to do in, in, with with reality happening. But uh, sometimes you just need to do like I do, and yesterday just pause reality. Um, so uh, my strikeout is uh, are 
the daytime shadows. I don't know if you caught any replays from yesterday's game, but with the roof, op- roof open um, in the afternoon especially, it makes it really tough to see the ball flying into the outfield, so you don't know really where it's going. So that's my striker, because it's just hard to see on TV um, what's happening in the outfield. And I wonder, like... If, if if the players have the same uh, view, like they they're facing a totally different direction, so I don't know what the, what they're seeing. But you know, as a, as a viewer, it's just tough to to track the ball and see. What's I, going I on. think it's probably the same as any daytime game where it depends on what the sky looks like. Um, I I didn't really notice. Uh, I was too in and out of sleep to really pay much attention, other than uh, the obvious hits in that uh, one beginning where they had bases loaded. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's the problem with with many daytime shadows uh, on TV. But I usually I'm not too worried about it. They the camera tracks it pretty well, so that's good. So maybe it's not so bad for the players if the camera people can track the ball. Yeah, well, maybe that's where uh, the monster in Vladdy's bat is lurking in the shadows, <laughs> <laughs> in the daytime shadows. All right. Well, what? Uh, oh, I almost skipped. Uh, we have a weekly poll on at Jays from Home on Twitter. So let's uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Okay. So uh, yeah, weekly poll. Um, this week, there's been a lot of talk about the Jays uh, catching uh, core. Um, so my weekly poll was: Which Blue Jays catcher do you think will get traded? by the 2023 season. Uh, Denny Danston, Alejandro Kirk, Gabriel Moreno, or none of the above? Uh, so I clearly didn't read the the whole question because <laughs> uh, I didn't re- see that it said that by the 2023 season. Um, yeah. cause, so my answer was none of the above, but if I were to have read that correctly, I would say Alejandro Kirk uh, because I don't think they're going to get rid of him this year like this season, but I can see them trading him in the off season after a great year that we know he's going to have. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, that's who I chose as well. And I read the whole question because I, I wrote the question. So I, I knew the, the full extent of the question. Uh, but yeah, I think Kirk is the one to get traded, but not until the off season. That's why I said the 2023 season. Cause I don't think it would be just um, not a smart baseball move to get rid of catching depth, especially when they're trying to like go deep in the playoffs. So, um, you know, like making making your 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 catching depth thinner in the middle of the season just to to potentially hope on a player performing well who hasn't even played in the major leagues before in Gabriel Moreno is, is a bit of a a, a a bit of a gamble uh, for for so a contending I, team. I, I think I, I I will call a, a foul on this one. I, I think by wording the question that way, I think you were manipulating the results even before anybody answered them. Then, well, no, you were well, you you wanted people to answer Alejandro Kirk. I think no, people can answer whatever they want because maybe maybe the Jays um, want to get a really like they decide. At the, at the end of the year, that either they want to get a really like top like frontline like like ace type type of pitcher or like a really like like uh, slugging like established left handed uh, hitter. Maybe maybe they decide that they're going to trade for Juan Soto, and the only player that's in, in this in this package. Maybe maybe Kirk and Marino. You, you need to 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 hypothetically trade for Juan Soto. So if they decide that they want to go big, 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 big. Maybe uh, Gabriel Moreno is, is is the name that they have to trade out of that out of that uh, uh, trio of players. I, I kind of think that they're probably not going that big 
in the I would agree with that, but you never you 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 never know. Like they were in the in the mix late mm. until he resigned for uh, for uh, Jose Ramirez. Um, so maybe maybe Marino would have been in a part of that deal. Maybe Kirk would have been a part of that deal. Who knows? Um, okay, well, let's. What other Jays notes we have here? This one doesn't look exactly like a Jays note, but uh, it's sort of a. In, in the end, it. It, it becomes one. It becomes one uh, because uh, it was. Uh, it, it starts out as an Astros note, and then and then uh, becomes sort of an M Night Shyamalan kind of thing, where where, where it, our true intention is revealed. Um, Jordan Alvarez for the Astros signed a six-year, one hundred and fifteen million dollar extension this past week. Um, so that's, you know, he's a, he's a, a big, like slugging hitter. Like I think I mentioned on the podcast, uh, when we had our, our Astros guest, um, that he's just a scary, imposing, um, player to, 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 to see coming up against your team. So that's, you know, he, he signed for six years, $115 million. I think that works out to 25 million a year on average. Uh, just a little bit above my salary. Yeah. A little, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and so um, there was uh, someone on Twitter, I think it was BK, what is, I'm not sure his full name, but um, he, he, let me just, yeah, he doesn't really say his name, it's just BK, at underscore BKUH underscore. Um, he was saying that the, he was saying that the Jordan uh, extension came in at $26 million average for his three free agent years uh, at the end of the deal there. Um, he's comparable to Vlad in how he's defensively limited and a young masher, though, though he carries additional health red flags. But it's wild to see a projection system valuing um, Vlad at the same. Because there's an article that he linked later on, a Fangraphs article, saying um, they're based on their projections. Um, Vlad uh, is, is worth the same amount of money. But I think he makes some interesting, some key points here because... First of all, um, the health red flags aren't there for for Vladdy, um, that they are for 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 Jordan. And I don't know about and the defensive stuff. I, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I think I think um, every year Vladdy's getting even better and better at first base, and I, I, he's definitely not like a defensive liability. That being said, first base is not a well, the, you know you don't put I, your defensive master there all the time. I think he could also play third base still. And I know he doesn't get enough rotations to be uh, getting better at it, but I think he could play probably better third base than his uh, first year up in the major leagues. Yeah, no, he could. I, I, but like, I, I, the fact that he's sticking to, to, to what he knows is, is, is fine. But um, I think that um, the interesting thing is that uh, Vladdy's camp, um, they, they view um, his numbers a bit differently. They, they, they view his value a bit differently. Um so, you know, I, I don't think that $25 million is going to uh, be that the number to get it done if the Jays are going to try to, to lock up Vladdy long term. But the, just these, these numbers, as a comparison, are interesting because, you know, $25 million seems relatively quite low to lock up a player like Vladdy, even to lock up a player like, like uh, well, maybe, maybe my, that might be the number for, for Bo Bichette. Who knows? Who knows? Um, well, another... Note here for the Blue Jays. I didn't watch this video. You sent it to me, but I just had a lot going on this weekend, so I didn't get around to it. Uh, but always a fun note to see an inside the park home run. But this one was a grand slam. Yeah, the Bisons um, against the Rochester Red Wings. Maybe it was yesterday. Um, hit an inside the park yesterday, being Friday or Saturday. 
an inside the park grand slam. Um, and would you say that you don't see those every day? Um, I would say you don't see them uh, often at all, let, let alone every day. So how does no, that even that was, how does that, that even happen? Point. Like, did the ball get stuck in a corner? Like, and the outfielder couldn't get it out? Like, um, no, I think he dove for it. down a, a groundhog hole. Maybe yeah, that, that and he dove for it and missed. Uh, but I, but I, I was I was I was baiting you with that trap question because this is the second inside the park grand slam this week. Um, there was a, a, a college game where this happened earlier in the week. I think I remember hearing uh, maybe it was it was uh, 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 the Fangrass podcast that I, that I listened to it on. Um, but I could see yeah. that happening often in a high school or college game, but uh, professional yeah. level not so much. Yeah, well, he dove it. He dove for it, and it just went all the way to the backstop. And yeah, bases clearing, uh, uh, inside the park, grand slam. So that's just interesting. Oh, and, oh, and we should also credit uh, the uh, the player that hit that uh, grand slam. It was Nathan Lukes uh, for the. Oh for yeah, the yeah, he was. I heard his name a lot uh, in spring training. He was. Uh, he was. He had a lot of playing time. I think. Did he? Okay. Well, he didn't get any. Uh, I think. Don't it, think he I, got I think any inside the park him, I think they pronounced it Lucas, and not Lucas. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I read that wrong. Like, well, it's spelled Luke's, but I think they oh. pronounce it Lucas. Okay. Okay. Um, well, and speaking of of, of home runs, um, there have been. Lo- there were lots of home runs that were hit uh, this past Friday. Um, Sarah Langs on Twitter. Uh, posted this um there have been 57 home runs on friday uh tied for fourth most in a single day in major league baseball history trailing uh only uh 2002 which they hit 62 20 uh, uh sorry july 2nd 2002 they hit 62 may 24th 2019 they hit 59 and august 18th 2017 they hit 58 so 57 home runs um on what early, the other year early that, what was the other year that hit 57 home runs well, I don't know what the uh, 58 home runs you mean. It was, was 2017. No, you said it was tied for fourth, so obviously there's another year with 57. Oh, he did not say. Uh, she didn't say oh, well. But it, 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 it raises um, some interesting questions because people were saying, uh, have been co- complaining about the, the squishy ball and that they're, they're being overly humidified and everything. But um, there was another tweet um, that came up this past week. Uh, from Ballpark Pal, at Ballpark Pal, saying that on uh, May the 14th, um, home runs boosted 10 to 15 percent, just overnight. Well, um, what if what if it has something to do with just the weather improving in most most ball or cities? It's in the, the independent Pressure of the changes. weather because they, they, they because in dome stadiums, um, it also the same thing also happened. Hmm. Well, I did. I did mention that uh, it in the beginning of the year when we were talking about this that the MLB could uh, fix the ball, and you were you were not so uh, agreeing in that one. So maybe they. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not agreeing that they would tell you they're going to fix the ball. I would not put it past them to fix the ball, but they are going to do it in a in a very um, shady, deceptive way. They're, they they need to be. Um, um, uh, transparent. I was going to say translucent. Transparent in in how they deal with the baseball, but they they've proved that uh, that is not what they uh, intend to do. And maybe they did something with the baseball. Maybe hey, um, there's maybe there's something that that's something they can do to improve offense. Uh, is they can make the ball transparent so that uh, 
Well, actually, that would probably help. That the would pitchers. improve defense, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the, the transparent ball would not improve uh, hitting. I would. I would. I would guess. Um, but uh, yeah. No. Um, there's. There's just been some. 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 Lots of talk about this, and um, you know. Uh, so maybe maybe it might have something to do with how the the, the teams were using the humidor. I think uh, Dow Steve mentioned something about that in that in that same um, thread. Like maybe maybe all of a sudden like MLB is the one who I guess handles all the balls uh, in the humidor like and all the practices. So so maybe that something changed there. Who 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 knows? But like maybe the I I, I kind of speculated. Like I wonder if up until the fifteenth um, or the fourteenth, whatever that day was. I wonder if, if if teams were just over humidifying the balls, and that was was creating like the the, the warping and things like that. And or no, sorry, not teams. MLB was over humidifying the ball, but they they're just very um, opaque and um, and vague. All things opposite of trans transparent and translucent um, about how they are treating uh, the baseballs. All right. Well, what else we got uh, for news? Uh, Joe Girardi, manager for the Phillies, was fired on Friday. Okay, I didn't know he was the manager of the Phillies. All right, you, 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 you're going to need to definitely watch more baseball then. Um, uh, that's been, not going to happen. Okay, um, good thing you're hosting a baseball podcast. Okay, um, a Blue Jays podcast. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. I watch Blue Jays baseball. Well, it's baseball nonetheless. We will uh, the the Jays will be facing the the Phillies in, in July, um, but. Uh, uh, Joe Girardi will not not be traveling with the team for that trip. Obviously, um, uh, Rob Thompson, the bench coach, has been promoted as uh, interim manager for the area. Uh, interesting because he's a Canadian coach. Um, but since you uh, don't know the the details about all this Joe Girardi news, I'll just you know, in my opinion, like um, I'm, I'm not inside the the clubhouse or anything. But it's just uh, their 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 problems are not managing. Their problems are. Our, our defense they, they're not they're not catching the balls and, and they're not putting they're, they're just a terrible defensive team and they can't win baseball games well because of defense. they need because someone of... to be better at telling them to catch the balls and uh, and hit them so they're that's obviously a coaching problem i see okay we're gonna yeah. uh yeah. interesting okay. note that you have here maybe this will help the orioles be a better team uh you have here uh uh, a, a new assistant GM was named for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, Eve Rosenblum. Uh, so no, more more women in baseball, which is which is great. Yeah, uh, so and she was promoted to an AGM position. Um, uh, I feel I like guess, that would uh, make that would make the the front office smarter, which is where I was getting at. Maybe the Orioles might get a better team with uh, some smarter front office moves. Well, uh, they they are improved just uh, compared to last year, just wins and losses. Uh, but I guess she's going to advise and assist um, Executive VP and General Manager Michael Elias and Vice President and Assistant General Manager of Analytics Sig Medjdal, I think I'm pronouncing that properly, um, in all baseball operations decisions and departmental management. So she sounds like she's got a pretty uh, big role Um because, like, assistant GM can be a pretty vague title. Um, sometimes it yes. can not. For, for a lot of, for a lot of teams, they use it as a uh, kind of just a way to, to to hold on to players by giving them a promotion without actually changing their their roles. But it sounds like she's got a pretty big uh, job to do here with uh, the the Orioles because she's also going to be um, doing. Uh, so she's 
assistant general manager, baseball operations. So she'll um, oversee roster management, transactions, financial planning, and major league operations and administration uh, while continuing to play a key role in player evaluation and acquisition across the pro and amateur markets. So she's got a lot of work to do. Well, it sounds like uh, <laughs> a lot of sounds like a good stepping stone to a bigger job down the road. A so GM job, yeah, like a GM job, or like that, you know, uh, yeah, that, that she's she's definitely getting herself well uh, positioned uh, to to uh, earn the role of GM for sure. Okay, well, let's look ahead for the Blue Jays. Um, what they're so they uh, finish up at home today uh being sunday at 1 30 so i guess they're on the road next week yep they're um, in kansas city do they start on monday or tuesday um no last week i said they started on a monday but i think i think i'm gonna still go with monday this week let's just double check my schedule here on, for for uh, on the mlb yeah app. They, they definitely didn't start on monday last week and i think i no. i knew that uh but uh, i forgot i simply forgot but um okay. so well, I guess if they're playing, uh, they're well, they would definitely be playing three games against Detroit at minimum, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because they're playing Detroit in the second half of the series. Uh, or yeah, the so week. they're they're playing. They're starting on Monday, three against Kansas City with Thursday off day. Okay, you know what? I, I wonder actually. Just speaking of the off day, is I wonder if some of the improved offense because uh, they technically they only had one off day in April for like a very long series. And that was, uh, that was only because their off day was the, the season opener and they just didn't play. Uh, and then they had a, a long stretch of games where they didn't have a day off. So I kind of wonder if maybe the days off that they'd be getting in may have been a little helpful for the blue Jays. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And, 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 and maybe just, you know, these, whatever's happening to the baseballs and also just the warmer weather is it, it, it does, it does help. Um, and also just getting out of that tough spot that they're in the, the toughest spot of their schedule at that point. So just getting out of that part, getting through and surviving that part of the schedule uh, was, was huge as well. Cause now they're um, you know, it's Kansas city and Detroit. They're, they're two. Well, and they, they have they're, they're to, two teams that shouldn't be too tough. I should say they have to be careful. Yeah. Cause uh, just because they may be below 500 doesn't mean they, they won't lose. I think this happened last year. You guaranteed a, a series win, and they ended up losing it. I think it might have been against Baltimore. I'm not sure. One of those not lower sure. teams. But the interesting thing about Detroit, and I sent to this video. I'm not sure if you watched it. Um, John Boy on Twitter, um, they posted a really interesting video um, about how the Yankees against Detroit caught uh, that Elvin... Rodriguez, uh, a rookie starter, was was tipping his pitches. Um, uh, so they, they noticed this like, in the stretch; he was tri- tipping his pitches. So like the the, the, the key to start this whole thing was uh, that um, Matt Carpenter was was batting for the Yankees, and they had shifted him, basically giving him an open lane into third third base. Uh, so he bunted it to, to third base, and they gave him his base. So then, once Elvin was Rodriguez was was uh, in the stretch, they could see how he was tipping his pitches. Um, Basically, if he he looked had a long look to the third base side, he would throw all the fastball. And if he kind of didn't look to third base when he was in the stretch, it would be off speed. So that the Yankees picked up on this and just destroyed him for like ten runs or something. Hmm. So the interesting thing will be: um, a will Elvin, Elvin Rodriguez be pitching against the Jays? And b if he is, will he have fixed uh, this this 
quite obvious uh, tip. So that'll be an interesting thing to key on uh, uh, on the weekend if, if he does uh, face the Jays. Well, I, I guess. And even if he tries to fix it, it could take a little bit uh, before he actually makes the adjustment because I could throw well, you gotta, you gotta make delivery. that that kind of adjustment. You've got to make that. Well, yeah, like, but I, but I mean, if, if he's, if it's something that's habit for him and, and he's, it's like baked into his delivery, it might uh, take him a game or two to, uh, it, I don't know, maybe his first game trying to fix it, uh, throw him off a little bit and maybe he won't uh, be as effective <laughs> as a pitcher. But anyway, uh, I don't. I guess I don't know too much about that. Uh, well, why don't we uh, check in with our B team, the Minnesota Twins, uh, who uh, we are wrapping up a series against today on Sunday. So yeah, you said we wouldn't have much of a check in, but we did. We, we we talked about them quite a bit off the top. So they're, yeah. they're, get, they're getting so they're getting some extra extra uh, extra time uh, uh, um, extra time. So maybe they're like a um, an A minus team today. Uh, they yeah. are, they have a record of 31 and 24 going into today's game. Uh, I mentioned, I was talking to a friend who is a twins fan. And so he talked about a couple of players. Um, and, and this is one of the reasons why I was hoping to catch, uh, at least one of the games against the twins. I don't know. Maybe I'll end up having to just watch the Jays in 30 version that Sportsnet puts out. But one of the players he mentioned was, uh, Gilberto Celestino, who's a rookie. Yeah. Uh, he was brought in late. Uh, in yeah, he, he said he just came off the COVID list. Um, he described him as, uh, well, he's a rookie, and he described him as a white-hot slap hitter who's a fourth outfielder and can play center field. Uh, so that would be an interesting player to keep an eye on throughout the season, said, I guess. That sounds like uh, a bit like Ramel Tapia's uh, uh, scouting report when he came to the Jays. Well, I, I guess... Uh, um, I, I don't well, it sounds like Celestino is probably a little higher ceiling than Tapia. I don't, I don't know. It's hard hard to say. He's just a fourth outfielder, so uh, it's, a, it's a tough outfield to crack, I, I suppose. Uh, and uh, his favorite pros, prospect for the Twins uh, was Jose Miranda, third base. He said he was off to a slow start, and by, I looked at his numbers, and it definitely seems that way based on on the numbers for the season, but he did hit a home run against the Blue Jays on Friday. He was one of the, one of the many home run hitters. So, uh, <laughs> Jose Miranda, uh, third baseman for the twins. So uh, I guess keep an eye out for him. Although I, I wonder for the two of them, how much playing time they actually get based. Maybe they just got extra playing time this weekend because of the many players on the restricted list. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, uh, Max Kepler was on the restricted list and he's their normal starting right fielder. So, so it's definitely some, 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 uh, availability to, to, to fill in right there. Yeah. So next week, the, for the schedule for the twins, they're at home against the Yankees and the Rays. Um, of note for us here in Canada, be, definitely because it's the Yankees, uh, Sportsnet is showing the Wednesday and Thursday games on Sportsnet one. So, uh, we'll, we will be able to catch some twins games on TV and I think, okay, so how about, how about this? How about this? Since they're playing Thursday on Sportsnet one, you and I, we should both make a commitment, a pledge to each other to watch, uh, watch this game. Um, I'll probably be PVRing it cause I, cause, cause of the children or whatever, but maybe have to double check, make sure it's not a day game as well, but, uh, cause it's a Thursday. Um, but, uh, let's make a pledge to, to, to watch this game. Can you, well, can you, can you give me that pledge? Um, I, I can I, I will say I will at least watch it uh, while I'm working 
whether it's a day game on Thursday or if I watch it on Friday. Uh, I'm going to find out right now. I'm going to find out when when this this game is on Um, Thursday. And I also saw that I think one of the weekend games uh, is also going to be on Sportsnet, but it's going to be on Sportsnet now, so their online platform. So I guess that means I think probably between hockey and Blue Jays that that, uh, they weren't able to find – a, uh, a cable channel to air the Twins game against the Rays, but they they will be carrying it on their Sportsnet Now platform. So there's another game. Uh, if if it uh, if it turns out to be a good game, that one it would be another one to watch after the fact, maybe on uh, on on Monday when I go to work. Okay, so Thursday, but uh, talking about the the games now, the Thursday game is seven forty now. You know what? I think this could be a, just a pretty, just in general, interesting series to watch because I don't know if the Twins and Yankees have faced each other yet this year. Um, there's the there's the whole you know like uh, angle of them trading right, for each right. other, players and everything, right? So so yeah, Thursday seven forty. That'll be that. That's the game to watch. The 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 Twins game of the week that we'll we'll both tune into and, and, and watch. Yeah, just not at the same time. Um, so okay, so that's uh, that's it for the twins. Uh, let's check in with the Ottawa Titans. Um, I'll I'll let you take uh, over this in a minute, but uh, I I saw that. So I subscribe to their uh, recap emails, and so I get uh, get the the results from their game after every game, and and pretty much all my emails this week have been all about some strong wins from the Titans, and their record right now is thirteen and six. And this is a brand new team in the Frontier League, so um, you know, very good uh, good season for an an inaugural team. Um, I guess it probably says both something about the the quality of the team that uh, Ottawa put together, and also maybe the quality of the league. I don't know, but uh, they clinched a series win on Saturday uh, once again, and I. I Deleted the email, so I can't remember who they played. But oh, um, well, they played Rockland Boulders earlier this week, so I think maybe they were still in. Uh, um, uh, I think maybe it was the Sussex County Miners. I think that's were, what. Yeah, yeah, we're slightly familiar with those two teams because they played the Ottawa Champions in the Can Am League. So, uh, so yeah, thirteen and six record, and I'm not sure what where that places them in the standings, but they are. Uh, I guess that would be what. Uh, seven games above 500 so if, very if good record correct i'm not gonna i'm not gonna double check this because we do not do research and that involves simple uh, arithmetic in this podcast um but yeah um just a, a brief note as well just about the frontier league well actually before i get into that I, my, my i just wonder like I, don't, I don't, we haven't paid attention to any of the other teams roster uh transactions so so you know with with um you know i guess the Titans are a new, a new team. I was I was thinking that they, all the teams were off last year, but they did play baseball last year during the yeah. uh, shortened year. But I'm just wondering what the transactions are for all the teams and what sort of turnover for all the teams it has been. I wonder if it's just a, a league full of, of, of kind of like basically new franchises with lots of turnover or if, if this is just a, an Ottawa-specific... I think uh, it's an Ottawa-specific thing because and, and Ottawa did put together a team for 2021, but pretty much because they didn't play, all of the players that they signed went to the other teams. Now, I don't know how much of them came back to Ottawa after the fact, but uh, that's that's something that would be some turnover there. Yeah, I suppose. Um, and, and so I was going to say... Um, in front, just in Frontier League news in general, um, top prospect from last year's draft, Kumar 
uh, Kumar or Kumal? I forget. Rocker. I think it's Kumar. Kumar Rocker. Um, he pitched his his first game uh, for the Tri City something Cats or whatever um, over the weekend, and he, he he performed well. I guess is what the reports were. Um, so, and he's basically doing this to to kind of um, build up his positioning um, in the draft. So so um, I was reading Keith Law's scouting report because he was at the game. Um, on, on the athletic and he was saying, you know, like if he has more um, appearances like this, this will uh, definitely position him to be um, possibly a, a, a top 10 pick uh, uh, in, in the upcoming uh, MLB draft. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and you were, so we talked last week about, uh, I, I, we both went to the home opener and then I went to the Saturday game. Uh, I believe you went to bark in the park on Sunday. Yeah, we went to Bark in the Park on, on Sunday. It was a totally different experience for many reasons uh, than opening night for me. We were gonna. We, the reason why we, did, we chose Bark in the Park was because we were dog sitting, but then we decided it was too hot to bring the dog. But the kids did enjoy sitting uh, in the dog section. Uh, that, was, that was enjoyable. Um, just it's a totally different experience when you bring your, your children to the baseball game. Um, you know, I, we mentioned how we were in the lineups on a lot on Monday. Uh, on, on, and so it didn't, or Tuesday opening night, we didn't get to catch, I didn't get to catch a lot of the baseball games. Um, on Sunday, just because of children, <laughs> you know, we didn't get to catch a lot of the baseball game because, you know, like they only have a specific attention span. Um, and and um, Leo decided that he needed to um, go on the hunt and find uh, the mascot because he wanted to go say hi to the mascot. Yeah, he's so very he's been, popular with the kids already. That's yeah. uh, That's true. We spent most of the game uh, hunting for Cappy, the Titans mascot. Um, but but we Leo did eventually find him, and uh, he was very happy about that. But uh, it, you know, it gave me some new um, insight into how the baseball, how baseball is experienced from you know from a kid's perspective. Because like you know, when it comes to to that, um, you know, the kids don't experience the baseball game. The baseball game experiences the kids, and that's. Um, I think an important thing for parents to remember for, but also for, you know, like for, for um, fans and for everybody to, to know, because, you know, like why these baseball games are basically being like um, marketed and and, and trying to attract families to come. So it's just, uh, you know, good to know that like the baseball game is, is, is what brings us, but it's the experience that, um, everybody has yeah this, and, and just remember as as the kids get older they also are all about catching foul balls uh, on the saturday game we went to there was a group of kids that were uh they were either grouped together at one point or at other various points they were strategically placing themselves at different <laughs> points in the stadium so that they could i don't know i think catch we should ban the, ban the shift ban the shift okay personal stuff yeah, I, I don't see any notes well no here. well i got one more one more note about the titans um um, now it was just from from like a, a concessions uh, standpoint. There was a couple things that I noticed that really made me happy. That it, I didn't get to to partake in them, but did notice um, compared to years past with the champions, there was a veggie dog on the menu. So you know what's more baseball than having a veggie dog? I didn't isn't, have the chance. Isn't that to... just like a carrot or celery in a bun? No, no, no. <laughs> you no, no. Uh, there are there are many different flavors of veggie dog. I can go into an entire veggie dog sommelier uh, rant if you, if you need me to. Um, but Not necessary. 
No. Um, the to- tofurkey veggie dogs are one of my favorites, by the way. Um, but, um, yeah, so they have a veggie dog. So that's that's um, important thing number one. Um, and and now I, did, I didn't notice it. Krista noticed this. But at the corner, like on, on the on the first base side, the very the very last vendor on the first base side is a vegan nacho. Uh, well, is it is it iHeart Nachos? Because uh, they they do have yes. a, a nacho uh, thing. I didn't go visit it, but uh, I think they Christmas sell said, their boxes are like Christmas. huge boxes of nachos. Huh. No, Christian said that they were. A, it was all vegan. So um, you know, good good on the good on the Titans for having. Um, more than enough uh, vegetarian options on board because so there's also the the pizza we can we just order a cheese pizza which, which is which is great so I was um, very happy to hear that because in, pre- in previous years like you know they're not required to do this at, by any means but like it's just hard to find vegetarian and vegan uh, uh, food to eat um, at sporting events and and uh, the Titans have gone over and above that requirement for sure well definitely trying to attract fans okay well I, I don't see any notes this week so i guess let's finish up with the personal stuff um okay why don't you go ahead and and start well um i had um yesterday um was my was my uh birthday replay or redux i don't know what you want to call it um so i ordered um one of the things i did was i ordered skip the dishes um and so i was noticing this is my strikeout i was noticing that um the icon for skip the dishes uh, when your food is on the way, yeah. is an NHL Zamboni, which yeah, I guess is a cross-advertisement or whatever. Yeah, they're partners with the NHL, yeah. yeah. Now, I, if, if it were me, and I'm a food delivery app, I would not choose the slowest vehicle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> even on ice, to uh, as, as your delivery icon. Uh, to, to, to send food. That's just, that's just me. Well, that, that makes me wonder. Um, I, I've never used DoorDash before, but DoorDash, I believe, is the Blue Jays' uh, partner. Do they have a bullpen cart uh, as their icon? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they just have a Blue Jay. Blue Jays are pretty fast. Uh, birds are fast flyers. So I would I would have more faith in a Blue Jay than a Zamboni. A well, Zamboni, I, I, you know, it's going it's to go over the same route. It's going to go back over it again and back over it again. Before in it in defense of the Zamboni, I don't know if you've seen Zambonis whip around the ice. They can move pretty fast. Uh, my strikeout. That's, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. My, my strikeout is that uh, I, I'm going to go to physio again. I've got an appointment tomorrow on Monday um, for my a different shoulder. my right shoulder. I mentioned a few weeks ago. How many shoulders do you have? Uh too, but okay. uh, before it was for my left shoulder. It's for my right shoulder now. I mentioned a few weeks ago uh, that I had the the fall slash slide into first base, and it kind of jammed up my shoulder. And I thought it was getting better, but it just seems to be not progressing. So that's that's mainly the strikeout is that my my shoulder injury, even though it's it's not as bad, it's still nagging and it's not progressing. So I have to go back to physio. I don't think it'll take as long to recover, but uh, it's it's something that I was hoping to avoid because uh, it it'd be nicer for it to heal on its own. So so you're saying that this injury was nothing to shrug your shoulders at? Mm-hmm. I, that that wasn't very good. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what the what what the the uh, when the comments come come back. Uh, they, they come come uh, bursting through our, our inboxes after this episode. Um, my sacrifice is indeed my birthday redux. I was just saying, I guess I had originally spent planned two weeks ago to spend the day just with myself, just watching 
watching baseball all day long. Uh, but the lack of power and the abundance of storm uh, dashed those plans. So I got to um, do it in, in earnest yesterday. So I watched, you know, I played some some uh, MLB The Show on my on my uh, Nintendo and. And then I watched the, the Jays game, and then just and then Krista took the kids to to uh, our parents' uh, trailer for for the day. So I just had a, an empty house for I don't know, like six hours. Turned up the TV as loud as I as I could because because why not? I'm not going to wake up any children. So and I just watched the game and, and enjoyed the lack of distraction and just just the empty house. Cool. Uh, so I, and I guess I had to, I had to delay it by two weeks. I gotcha. Um, okay. My sacrifice is that, uh, this past week using up uh, a lot of my social energy bar. So like, you know, and you mentioned, granola bar or? no, you, you mentioned that you were playing MLB the show on your, on your switch. So I guess like a, a video game where you have like health bars or whatever, you might have uh, an energy bar. Uh, a sacrifice. I, I would list it almost as a strikeout, but it's it's positive in that uh, I had a lot of good interactions this week. But like Tuesday, especially, I had some senior management people visiting. Uh, one of them I hadn't met before, and uh, they they were they were very fast talkers and hard to keep up with. And then I had various other events and stuff going on this week, uh, and it's just uh, a little tiring for me because I'm not a I'm not a very social person so um sacrifice just because it's uh using up my my stores so to speak but uh it's still fun to to have some have some different things going on that that haven't been happening over the last two years yeah yeah um maybe if you ate uh a granola bar if you had a granola bar with you that might help to replenish your social energy bar i i don't think they uh they sell things that uh that affect what I would probably best describe as uh, imaginary things. Uh, that's not, a, or not imaginary, but it's not a physical uh, uh, attribute. Wait. Oh, so so were these people real people? No, no, you're, you're misunderstanding me. So I, let's just move on. What's your home? But you run? need to boost your energy. Your energy is a thing. Your energy is a thing. So granola would help to boost your energy, or perhaps an apple or a banana. I don't know. We'll see. What's your home run? Um, hang on, I just took off my glasses, so I can't see. But I can remember what my, my home run is. Um, still going back to that uh, baseball game um, uh, uh, in Ottawa here. Um, one of uh, my home run is buttons. Uh, I think uh, Bo's favorite thing about the baseball game was just being able to go and press the various buttons around the uh, stadium. So he was, you know, the vending machines have tons of buttons. All the bathrooms, uh, the handicapped uh, washrooms had had buttons that he was. Pressing. So he, he all the buttons that were available to push, he pushed. So it got me thinking that that uh, there needs to be just some place they don't have to do anything, but just just have a have a, a room for kids that or that just has buttons for them to push. And and I think kind of the the, the uh, uh, science museum sort of does this uh, uh, well. But you know, like maybe maybe a free admission place where there's just buttons for kids to. Well, I was going to say, I noticed on Saturday that the vending machines all said uh, had out of order signs. So I, I don't know if they were still out of order on Sunday, but uh, you could just let them push buttons and not worry about accidentally paying for uh, like a whole bunch of soft drinks. Well, yeah, I wouldn't put money in there. Um, yeah, no, um, uh, I think one of them was 
working again. But yeah, so it's just buttons is, is, is the home run. Just the, the simple things can entertain a toddler. <laughs> Uh, well, my home run is uh, is simple, but it's uh, not something to entertain the toddler, I guess. Uh, but we finally played three softball games this past week. Uh, this is the first time all season where we've actually had three softball nights uh, in a row. Because uh, previously, we the most we had was two, and there were some weeks where we only had, or one week where we only had one, and that was the aftermath of the storm, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to have three softball games to to play. Okay, that's a good home run. Did you hit any home runs for your home run? Not this week. Not this week. So, I had so you're, hits, you're, but not no home runs. Now, do you think it's because they're they're overhumidifying the softballs? No, actually, there is very little humidity in uh, in the air this week. Is actually well Wednesday. I think it was it got kind of warm, but uh, overall. Uh, it's it's been a very cool week. So, uh, so you're saying that the cool weather affected you bad, and that once the weather starts to warm up again, you will the power will return to your swing. Uh, I don't know. The, well, you, maybe you have to work on untweaking your mechanics then. <laughs> my my mechanics are fine. Actually, I I uh, on Wednesday, I uh, I pulled the ball to uh, to left quite a bit more often than I usually do. Normally, I go either center or opposite field. Uh, and that's my last home run that I hit went uh, to right field, and I'm a right-handed batter. So uh, it's it's just uh, on Wednesday I had to make an adjustment because I I kept hitting the ball on the on the handle, so I stepped away from the plate and just ended up hitting uh, to to the left side every time. But I still got a hit every time. I didn't uh, the the shortstop didn't or third baseman didn't uh, intercept the ball, so uh, I, I hit it in the right spot. Very good. Maybe maybe they need to to to, to more shift against you to to, to battle your your. Uh, you, but see, you, that's that's where they they can't shift against me because I I am able to hit on all three fields. So there you go. That's why contact is important and and human contact too. Although it will drain your social energy bar. All right. Well, that's that's all we have for this week. I think um, you're not here next week. Uh, nope. I'm still in in the process of arranging uh, some sort of guest. Uh, still working that out, but uh, uh, at at any rate, I I will be recording something next weekend. And I will be recording nothing next weekend. Hey, hang on. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know where that came from. Um, okay. Well, that's uh, we'll I. Uh, see each other i guess in in two weeks unless something changes but uh hopefully the blue jays have a strong week uh, on the road and uh we'll have something positive to talk about or i'll have something positive to talk to talk about and then we can look forward i think they'll be at home after after next week that's usually not sure but I'll, I'll make sure to bring the negative takes just to balance things out. Uh, all right well we'll see you sometime in the month of june See you in the future. Bye-bye.